0: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel.
1: Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to
2: Leadership Stars. Excuse me. Um, and as as I said, we're going to interview some real leaders who have boldly and unapologetically stepped into leadership and who'll share with you their views of all the aspects of creating and leading powerful teams. I am your host, Linda Patton. Just to get to know me a little bit better, I'm an international speaker, a best-selling author, and the creator of the program and book, The Art of Herding Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. I do guide leaders to uncover their core strengths, to inspire with shared vision, and to really realize their true expertise. I've been developing leaders for over 40 years, and yes, I started when I was two, both inside organizations with network distribution, entrepreneurship, and government. And in the last five years, I've been doing it as a coach and a guide and a mentor, And in this particular episode, we're going to have some really key insights and tips into the how and we're going to take a deep dive into why women are so reluctant to be called leaders and how they can come out of hiding and shine. And there is no better person that I know than my guest today, Rebecca Hall Greider, She's also the woman who encouraged me to step into this radio show. So I thought it was only fair that she be my first guest as well. So Rebecca, welcome.
3: Thank you so much, Linda. I'm honored to be here on your first show as we launch on Voice America and really supporting leaders in stepping forward and being seen and making the difference they're called to make. Thank you so much for having me today.
2: Oh, you're so very welcome. And, Rebecca, you know how much I honor and really admire you. You have so many credentials, and they're so extensive and so impressive. I'm just going to give the audience a few in case they don't know you. I can't imagine that. Um, She's the founder and owner of Your Purpose Driven Practice. She's the creator of the Women's Empowerment Series. She is obviously a best-selling author, the creator of Your Success Factor, and the owner of a of a very successful private practice and rebecca you're also a voice america channel owner
3: um Voice America TV network owner, actually. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. You stepped into actually being seen. Yep. And Voice America is, um, we're so excited to partner with them with all of their amazing technology behind the scenes as we bring the RHG TV network forward. Oh, that's awesome. And you okay. still have your radio show as well, right? I do. I do as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so let's get started. I'm I'm really curious, Rebecca. I know you and I have talked about um, this uh, a lot, but would you tell the audience why you do the work that you do?
3: I, I would love to. If we go to the root and the core of why I do the work that I do in the empowerment arena, in media and television and books and speaking, it all goes back to a uh, my roots. And if I look back in time, I grew up in an environment that was very disempowered and unsafe and abusive. And in that environment, I discovered I didn't matter. I'm not okay. There's something desperately wrong with me that must be causing this. And it's absolutely not safe to be seen Or heard and I have good news I was eventually rescued which I'm very very grateful for and in being rescued and planted into new environment I discovered that those beliefs were actually lies and not truth I discovered that I am beautifully and wonderfully made like each and every listener listening today on purpose and for a purpose I discovered that we are all needed just as we are and that it absolutely is safe to be seen and heard and so my mission and the core of everything that I do is to really help people understand how beautifully and wonderfully made they they are how needed they are now not someday not eventually but right now and that's the heartbeat of everything that I do
2: Oh well, that's terrific, Rebecca. And you are such a wonderful, warm hearted person that it is interesting what your background um, brought you to and how you've overcome that and so i think that also says to our audience you too if you're a reluctant leader if you think that the word leadership is the most maligned word in the english language i would agree with you on that um and yet women and there are even some men that i know are really reluctant to take on the mantle of leadership to they really would rather you know step um behind the curtain, or at least behind the person who they think is the leader, and not step out and shine. So, why do you think that is?
3: I think there's a lot of myths and and misunderstandings around leadership and what it is and what it means. And I think we have this thing, like, who, me? (laughs) We can Mm. list. I know every time I've been called forward to step into something that stretches me or scares me when it was... Um, radio and television and live stage, I could always think of all these other people who I thought were so much more qualified and I could list their qualifications and why <laughs> I felt they were so much better <laughs> to step into this space that I was being Yeah, called. I, I
2: totally understand.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I just learned that it's not about being perfect. It's that all of our different unique skill sets and sometimes our imperfection is actually what is needed, and it's that willingness. I think many people are called, but very few are willing to go beyond the who me to I'm willing to become what I need to become to be who I need to be to serve who I'm called to serve.
2: I totally understand. And Rebecca, I think that's why my theme for 2017 is to be bold and unapologetic about who I am and what I bring, and, and I think that many of the women that I work with um, don't feel that uh, it's safe to be out there as a leader, and they're also so very concerned about making mistakes um, as a leader and scared to death that they're going to really damage people's lives. And so, I know you just created a recently released bestseller um, coming out of Hiding and Shine. Would you tell me, the audience just a little bit about what led you to that particular topic and those that particular title?
3: Absolutely. And some of it goes back to my journey because one of the things that was most difficult for me was to transition from understanding on an intellectual level that I am no longer in that environment, I am safe to being seen and heard. It's one thing to know that on an intellectual level, it's Mm -hmm. very different to know it on a cellular level and to live it. And as I went on that journey to really coming out of hiding and shining and living it and breathing it, I discovered there's so many ways we hide. We can hide in the public eye. We can hide behind a role. We can hide behind our credentials. I have done all of that. (laughs) And (laughs) I discovered the the way that we can really make a difference is being willing to take our masks off, being willing to be authentic, real, transparent, perfect in our imperfections people And we have to lead that. We have to come out of hiding to really help make a heart connection. We can't expect them to make it with us first, and especially if we're called to leadership. And that's what really led to my heart's desire in creating this book. And I wanted to bring many voices together because I know the world needs many different voices, not just my voice, I'm happy to share my story and my voice, but if I can bring more experts forward sharing their wisdom, their tips, and their insight on how to come out of hiding and shine, what they wish that had been whispered in their ear that had encouraged them on their journey at those pivotal points they were making decisions, then I can help others be seen, heard, and shine. That's the heartbeat of this book.
2: And I am so honored to have been one of the authors in this book. Okay. Yeah. So, as you know, my story, I've been a reluctant leader for a long time. Um, I actually led generals around for about a year and a half, um, which is kind of fun to you know, be able to say to a a uh, four-star general no sir we're going in this direction not that direction um, and it was very difficult for me to step out of hiding and i took you know as i look back on on the things that i did i noticed that i always was the person behind the curtain in fact i still pick up that role whenever I feel uncomfortable, Um, and this is really, for me, being on a radio show and being a radio show and having wonderful guests like you, um, it is a way of stepping out from behind that curtain. There's no hiding here. Um, you know, it's it's very clear that, you know, you're the person out there in front, and you're the person who people are listening to. And that was a real shift for me. And it's, it's been a long journey. And I appreciate the fact that I got a chance to tell my story in the book. Um, and it was a really, really powerful metaphor. So how do we work with people to women, especially to show them that um, every day they lead in their own personal lives? And And how, in essence, can they begin to not only peek out from behind that curtain, but actually step out boldly and unapologetically and actually take on a leadership role?
3: Thank you for your question, Linda. And I just want to acknowledge... How, what an honor it is to have you in the book. And listeners, I encourage you to lean into Linda's chapter and really hear her wisdom around leadership and coming out of hiding and shine. It will impact you powerfully and provide some of that how. Yeah. <laughs> but, Thank you. I, absolutely, Linda. Absolutely. And. I would say that it's actually starting with, for me, and stepping into leadership and being more visible. I didn't wake up one day and said, I want to be in television and radio and write books. (laughs) And, you know, I was very reluctant, as as you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've been on on this journey together for some time. It was a lot of, I shouldn't have to do that. That's uncomfortable. That's vulnerable. Um, I don't know that I'm the right person qualified to do that but what helped me through that and become willing because then you figure out the how once you say yes and you know was I remembered my why Mm -hmm. and while I was on that journey I had a lot of conversations, for me it was with God, just wrestling because I felt like I had suffered enough, I shouldn't have to do this (laughs) hard, horrible thing of being vulnerable, taking this step or doing this stand or whatever it was, I needed to do on my journey of healing and stepping into all that I'm I'm called to do and step forward in. And what I would say to God is I shouldn't have to do this mean, hard, horrible thing you're asking Mm -hmm. me to do. But I will if, if it can make a difference for another little girl, another person, if my willingness to take this stand or to take this step will help another, I was willing to do it. I was willing to stumble. I was willing to be uncomfortable and stretched and and feel scared if it can make a difference for another. And to me, that's a real mark of leadership. It's this willingness to stretch, to be uncomfortable, to do it from coming from a, a heart of service. And for me, whenever I'm stretched, whenever I come to the end of myself, I go back and look, if I do this, will it make it easier for someone else? And if the answer is yes, then I find the courage to step forward and do it. Mm,
2: that's just awesome. Awesome insight into how to step out of, the behind the curtain. I know, that you know, many of the leaders that I've, studied and and looked at do have that inborn talent to lead um but the majority of them didn't just stop there but they also learned and they were groomed to be leaders um and they they study other leaders and i think that's really the powerful thing i think my one of my most favorite generals even though he wasn't necessarily the most popular was general macarthur and um you know he led his troops in world war 1 and and he was not afraid to make mistakes and i think that's one of the things that's really 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 key is to be willing to make mistakes and to learn from them. And we as women, though, you know, have this sense of you know I've got to be ninety nine point nine percent perfect before I'll ever step into a role or interview for a job or whatever. And I do have to say that this is one place where men are a little bit bolder than we are. And you know, they look at it and go, ah, "I got twenty percent of it. That's enough. I'll learn the rest." And I know the art of hurting cats was developed to be that. Uh, leadership development program and um, to be able to train leaders in at least what I think are the 12 basic steps in leadership. So, um, Rebecca, sort of one last thought before we go off to break?
3: Sure. Sure. You want me to share one last That I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Okay. I'm happy Perfect. I'm happy to. What I would really invite all of you as we go into our, our break here that we're going to have here in a moment to really think about, are you feeling that pull, that call to be a little bit more seen, to make a positive difference for your passing there? To me, those are indicators of um, leadership that we can be stepping into. That you're feeling this pull and this call doesn't mean you need to figure out how or anything like that. You really want to start with Am I feeling called? to step forward a little bit more in an in some area in your life and I just encourage you to sit with that and see and I know Linda's going to provide amazing insight as we go through our conversation today to help you start to take the steps in that area but you want to first see if you're called.
2: Oh, Thank you, Rebecca. That's so great. And and I, I do know that, that um, when we come back from break, and I encourage you all to come back, um, we are going to begin looking at visibility because there are some really interesting things around that. I know. First started this one of the things i said to uh, a coach was i don't have a website i don't have a blog and i won't do blogs i'll never write a book um, i'm not going to be on radio and television and that thing you call social media that is definitely not something that i'm at all interested in so please don't start me there now needless to say in three years of working with rebecca and, and other individuals and really stepping out um into leadership I have done all those things. I have a blog. I have um, a website. I have, uh, I'm obviously now on radio. I've done television. And there is still that challenge of social media. So that's the one area that I'm still working on. So when we come back, um, there is so much more for us to dig into. And we're going to start looking at visibility and some of those things that I said I would never step into and have recently. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success.
1: Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com.
0: Voice America Women's Channel a leader in the forward movement of women's success
1: you are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton to reach the show today please call 1-866-613-1612 that's 1-866-613-1612 you may also send an email to Linda at dare to dream with Linda.com. now back to leadership stars
2: welcome back and i'm here interviewing one of my favorite people in the whole world um, and also um, a mentor she's been a coach to me she's also my very very dear friend rebecca hall rebecca welcome back
3: Oh, thank you. I'm smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> what a beautiful welcome back. So, thank uh, you.
2: Thank you. You know, we we talked before the break about um, some of the hard, horrible things that you were asked to do in your journey. And, you know, I've, I've been in sort of that same place of, um, why are you asking me to do this? Why do you want me to, um, you know, step out um and obviously to be more vulnerable it's one of the things that I do still struggle with is is coming from my heart and I'm I'm learning I'm learning to drop into that and to be more vulnerable but I think you know the the real key is around visibility and you know being out there and being willing to be seen and so I'm just curious why is it that you feel that it's important that we be more visible especially when we're leaders
3: I have been on this journey with visibility for for some time now, and this past year in bringing this book together with all of the amazing authors, I really explored on a deeper level why I feel such a call to help people with visibility, and here's what I've discovered. So I want everyone leaning in (laughs) to this profound truth. When people are in pain, when they're hurting and they need us most, it's like this big, thick pea soup fog comes down and darkness and they're just trying to take a breath. This can be a, a death in the family. It can be one of those things that happen in your life and suddenly everything is different and you've gotten, you feel like the rug's been pulled out from under you can be all different kinds of things that cause this moment, but we're in this intense pain and just trying to breathe. And when that happens, people cannot see the help around them. They just see the fog and the darkness, and they're just trying to, okay, I can take a breath. Now I can take another breath. And the only thing that will cut through that darkness is light. And I believe those of us who are called to help especially people that are in a painful time in their life a painful moment, we need to be so visible, we become that light, we shine so brightly that we cut through that fog and they can actually see our hand outstretched, they can see those are some rocks to avoid here's the clear path and I've got you and it takes us willing to be visible enough that they can see us even in those dark moments of life, that's why visibility is so important. Wow, that is just so
2: very deep. Um, yeah, you know, I agree with you that it's the dark moments of life that really show you one who your who your friends are, who are close to you, who are the people who care about you, and who are willing to be visible to you. Because it's real easy to hide from strong emotion um, especially as you said around uh, a grieving period Um, but I think too when you're stepping into leadership you need those people who are visible those people who are willing to stretch the hand out and to um, you know bring you forward to bring you into the light and that kind of thing so I guess for, you know, because we uh, one of the things that I want to do is to provide, you know, some steps and some um, skills around this. How do you start being more visible and what kind of steps can people take to bring that visibility to be that person who you can see the hand in the dark and
3: who draws you forward? Oh, I have so many ideas (laughs) running through (laughs) my head. I love it. (laughs) Um, Part of it is being purposeful. Every day, just making a choice, I'm going to show up in my life. I mean, it starts at a very um, core level. And pausing, pausing has been one of the biggest gifts that has <laughs> I've given myself <laughs> in my life. It's <laughs> a pause because it's so easy to go into automatic and let life run us. And our plates get very full. We add more and more things to mm. our daily plate. Yes, but but we all only have 24 hours. And so one of the keys to being able to show up in your life fully and be visible, and then I have some other practical steps too, but we've got to start with that core and that decision to do it, is to make sure you're in the center of the plate, that you're actually making sure you're taking care of yourself, that you're getting sleep, that you're eating, (laughs) that you're doing some (laughs) of these basic things, you're moving around a little bit, because We can easily keep putting ourselves at the end of the list and eventually, and I'll catch up later, but it's very hard to shine and be visible and be who you want to be when you're running on fumes. So one of the core starting places is making sure you're in the center of your plate and that you are making sure you're getting what you need to be who you want to be in your life.
2: Rebecca, I so agree. And I have to tell you, I've been running since the 1st of October. um, And I don't know what it was about the fourth quarter, but I said to myself, gee, there's not much going on. Maybe I'll add a few things. Mm -hmm. and as I've looked back at it, it's like, what were you thinking? Um, you know, here here you are at the end of November, you're starting your radio show, and what did you do last week? Oh, you drove to Washington State, were there with your, your in-laws, which is always a wonderful time um, of the year, and then driving back in the snow outside the Siskiyous. It's like, wait a minute, there's not supposed to be any snow here. Um, and when do we as women actually take the time to take care of ourselves. We are tremendous caregivers to everyone else in our life, but we are the last on the list to actually take some time. As you said, take a deep breath. And let it out. Do some fun self-care. I know mine always wraps around nature or water. Um, The water doesn't necessarily have to be outside, although um, that's that's where I get probably the greatest energy. And just spend time maybe with ourselves and beginning to look at, you know, what am I doing? What's going to happen in 2017? What are some of the plans that I have in place, and really begin that self-care ritual um, for ourselves? Would you would you agree that women are really bad at taking care of ourselves?
3: Well, I don't like to, to say bad. <laughs> <laughs> not,
2: not not as not as uh, how would I say how not as kind to ourselves as we are to others.
3: I think yeah. I think we just don't always make it a priority and i think we let other things other roles that we have in the to-do list dominate versus really stepping into a leadership position with ourselves and mm. really stepping in i choose to show up in my life and i because every moment every breath Every mm-hmm. minute, the way we choose to spend our time, because we're making choices throughout the day, oh, yeah. that adds up to our week, and that adds up to our month, and that adds up to our year, and that adds up to our life. So starting right now, who are we choosing to be? And, and I think we're just not always recognizing that we're making those choices. And I invite women to, to remember we are, and to make them purposely in a way that... Um, It lines up with what's important to each of us, not just going into autopilot and this is what I do do every day. Every breath, we can decide this is who I am and how I want to be in my life and in my future. Not someday, but right now, because your future starts with this breath.
2: Uh, yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I loved your, your success formula, which is some of what you're speaking about, you know, the, the fact that there's all this stuff on our plate, there's stuff falling off the plate, and there's other stuff you're trying to cram in there that there, there's no place, and you're right, we don't put ourselves at the center of that, um, it's more all this stuff is happening to us rather than um, happening because we choose to have that happen um, and when we choose to have it happen so one of the things that's happening um, for you um, is your newly launched television network Mm. and can you share a little bit about that and then also how people can get involved in that with you?
3: I would absolutely love to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you would. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things around visibility on my journey, the thing I absolutely never wanted to do, I had a list similar to to Linda's: no books, no yeah. speaking to fifty people or more, radio was television, anything having to do with a camera was a no never on my list.
2: Yeah, do you have the same challenges with? Is my hair perfect? Did I do my makeup right? Oh, do I have my clothes on? Should I do it with or without my glasses? Yeah.
3: Do I, I look at the mean. camera or do I look <laughs> through the camera? Or where do I look? Or are they looking? Are they listening? <laughs> I, mm. Yeah, I mean, you can have yeah. all of that run through your mind, but. What I've discovered is there it's not about me. (laughs) It's really that as I lift up messengers, as I lift up all of these different voices, including mine, that the programs that we put on, the things that we share, are needed around the world. And television is a way to do that where we can have archives. Just like in radio, we have these archives where people can go back. So we're, in a sense... Creating a legacy, one show at a time, that forevermore, these wisdoms or that guest expert or whoever it is that is called to share their message, not only can be heard around the globe, they can be seen around the globe, but their message has this ongoing life to keep touching people's lives. And so the core and the mission of this network is to bring positive transformational programming to the world one show at a time because it's one heart at a time Mm -hmm. as we make that connection that's the heartbeat of the network and then how you can find us because we launch in january so you can't see us yet (laughs) but starting in january you can go to rhg my initials tv.com or rhgtvnetwork.com and that will take you to our entire network we have multiple channels and programs that are launching and i'm very honored and excited to bring this programming to each of you as we really seek to impact people in a powerful way around the world and it is a really
2: powerful way, um, you know. I've I like as you know, we talked about the fact that uh, there was no way I was ever going to do radio or television, and I still am challenged with. Um, is the hair perfect um, do I have my makeup on right are they going to see it are they, you know as you said do you look at the camera do you not look at the camera what about what I'm going to say um, you know do I have it in such a way that you know it's, it's going to be a powerful message that people are going to be interested in um, and moving forward and so television and even Google Hangouts and Zoom and all of those other possibilities has, has created some interesting challenges um, for me as far as being visible. And yet I know, um, as do you, that it's it's the way to reach people. Um, you know, th- this is great. I love radio. I think this is just awesome. Um, and needless to say, everyone can take this in their car, whereas it's a little more difficult to take a TV show um, in the car. Um, and So in some respects, you know, you need to carve out some time to actually look at it. But I love your radio network, I, or excuse me, your television network. I think that's going to be a really powerful way for leaders to step up and truly be visible Um, so how do we know when it's time to step up step out step in and, and really lean into things like books and radio speaking engagements television all of those things that really bring us out from behind the curtain and make us visible how do we know (laughs)
3: <laughs> I love that question. So I, I have a couple of thoughts on that. <laughs> one, one thing I tell all of my television hosts and all of my television channel owners and all my guest experts and speakers <laughs> is it's really not about perfection. It's, it's about connection. People are not looking for these perfect, polished people that are so shiny and perfect. They've lost all their texture and you can't relate to them. They're looking for real people, like their mother, their brother, their sister, their friend, people they can relate to and connect. When we do editing, I don't overly edit. If I say the wrong word, but you can still tell in the context what's being said, I leave it in there because it's okay (laughs) to not have things... (laughs) Perfect. And I want to walk that talk and model that. And it takes pressure off me. It takes pressure off everyone else. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be perfect. So I just want that kind of as a um, lay that groundwork that it's not about perfection. Regarding knowing that it's time, it has nothing to do with feeling ready. It has nothing to do with not feeling fear. <laughs> mm-hmm. How you know you're ready is you feel the call. You would not be called if people didn't need you now, the way you are, the way you're made, perfect in your imperfections, they need you now if you're feeling that pull forward. It's not about feeling ready. It's not about not being afraid. And the only way I have seen myself and others actually start to feel ready and start to have that um, fear fade away is an action it's as they're stepping forward it, as they're doing it and it gets easier and they get more courageous as they survive each step it's mm. not and too many people wait to feel ready wait until they feel like they're perfect and they're not afraid and they've missed helping so many that need them now right i, I think that's that goes
2: back again to that we need to be we women need to be 99.9% ready before we'll step into it. Um, I know I worked this year on um, Strength Finders and mm-hmm. uh, my my top five and I found it very interesting that most of them had to do with the brain. So it was like, okay, you're into intellection, input, learning, uh, strategic and none of it had anything to do with my heart. And it was really the fifth, it was my number one, but it was uh, the fifth one that I really looked at was Maximizer. And I know that, as um, as I grew up, my mother was the perfectionist in my house. And she would do things like my four h project where I was sewing a skirt. I'd sew my seams, which were not necessarily always straight. And yet the next morning they'd be perfect. Um, and I really didn't think about that at the time, but as I've looked back, it's really clear that she wanted me to be perfect. Um, the first sweater I ever did, I mean, can you imagine a kid 10 years old doing a sweater and having it come out perfect? I mean, it just doesn't happen. Um, and yet, I still have that sweater, and every stitch is perfect. It was not an easy um, pattern to do. I, there were there were cables on stuff in the cables, and yet it's absolutely perfect. Well, what I learned in that study is that perfection isn't what we are striving for. We're striving for excellence, and that we can study in the lab um, all that we want to do and everything else, and when we think it's excellent, we can take it out and try it. In other words, you know, grow your wings and and soar, Um, and then you get a chance to, um, afterwards, you know, in essence, look at it again, understand that it it was as perfect as it can be. So being perfect in its imperfection and then take it back into the lab and do some more work on it. But excellence is really what we're striving for. And so when we come back, um, I we're going to talk a little bit more about how to get involved in these kinds of things and what else it takes to really step into leadership. So... Um, look for. Let's look forward to the last segment of this show. And I'm going to really regret having to say goodbye to Rebecca. And stay tuned after this commercial break.
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com.
0: Voice America Women. Your passion starts here.
1: You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars.
2: Welcome back. It's so good to have you all here. And, of course, I'm with my favorite person in the whole world, Rebecca Hall Greider, who's given us some really great insight into how to be more visible, why that's important to leaders. And she shared with us a bit about her uh, television Network, which starts in January, and congratulations. I think that's just absolutely awesome. Um, and then we, we talked briefly about how you know when it's time to step into um, these kinds of things, to step into being more visible. And I think also one of the, the other things that, that makes us visible, Rebecca, is the whole social media realm. So how do you step into um, things like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and still be, Be in your heart, still being real and raw, um, and yet getting your message across um, to the people that you are out there to serve.
3: Well, Facebook and and other social medias, LinkedIn Twitter are are platforms, just like radio is a platform. Mm -hmm. It's a a platform, like live stages or networking events. These are all platforms that you can use to connect with your people. Mm -hmm. And what's important to remember as you're looking at these different types of platforms or looking at networking events that you're going to is how are you showing up or are you? (laughs) Um, Right. (laughs) You know, that's question one. Yes. You know, are you showing up? And then two, how are you showing up? Mm -hmm. And you want to recognize the way you show up in, in networking events or on social media reflects how people see you. Mm-hmm. And what sometimes people will do is, I know I have to get on social media. They'll, they'll have that kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> so they do it, and they'll set up their profile, and they'll get their picture or LinkedIn. They'll put in their that background and information, and then they'll post an event or something coming up because they know they're supposed to do something, and they're supposed to. They use it almost like a um, way to drive traffic and sell, like it's mm-hmm. the Yellow Pages. and so right. They put, They put an ad, I'm doing this, come join me, and then you never hear from them again until the Mm -hmm. next ad. And what happens is it's not building a relationship. So it's important in these platforms, just like at networking events, that we build a relationship, that we share part of ourselves with our people. And a lot more people are watching on Facebook or listening to our shows than let us know that they are. (laughs) And so... You want to remember that as well. Even if you're not getting an interaction, people are still watching. So share out there. It doesn't always have to be inviting them to something. A lot of times I'll share a video that touched my heart that's on brand for something I care about. Mm-hmm. I'll share a quote that I thought was really powerful that impacted my day. And then I'll also share about events that I have coming up or books my friends are doing or launching or shows that are coming up. I don't hold back from sharing about those things, but that's not the only thing that I share. And here's a tip. When you do that, make sure you're watching for when people do interact with you. You don't want to ignore when you've posted something or you've shared something, people wanting to interact with you. That can actually hurt your relationship with them out there because you're building a relationship and an image just like in a networking event you wouldn't just um, say sign up on my list or buy my thing and then the next time you see them you'd walk by them or they wanted to hug you you, you, you want to remember <laughs> it's, it's a relationship you're building in those medias. And I, I, re- I so agree that, that relationship
2: is really the key around all of that. It's it's one of the key steps in leadership is, are you building relationships? Um, I think one of the saddest things is uh, in network distribution, especially, that the relationships can be very shallow, um, that um, individuals are more concerned about, what did you do for me today? Did Did you order something? Did you bring somebody new on? And not really caring to go deeper than that and, and relationships need to be deeper in order for us to retain the people in our in our team and that kind of thing. Um, I, I loved what you said about network networking and when you go to a networking event and showing up. I had a colleague who um, used to, you know, go kicking and screaming to networking events and she'd go, first thing she'd do is she'd go over to the buffet, she'd grab a, a, a plate of food and a drink and then she'd go hide behind the potted plant and she'd always say oh these networking events i you know i never get i never meet anybody i never you know nobody ever uh, relates to me I don't know why I do this well it's pretty obvious that you're not showing up that you're there with you know, how can somebody one hug you when you've got a plate of food and a drink much less even just shake your hand or hand you a business card or whatever you're just you're do, you're putting all sorts of barriers between you and the folks that you want to relate to and then you say gee it's not working for me I wonder why and um, so Rebecca, let's let's go back a little bit to, you know, the books, the radio, speaking TV, live stages, that kind of thing. Um, how can we explore and, and how do we get more involved in these kinds of things? How do we know, you know, where are the radio shows that I can be a guest expert on? Where are the TV shows I can be a guest expert on? How about the books that might uh, need a chapter that only I can bring forward? How do I know where they are and how do I get involved in them?
3: Well, I would actually ask a little different question. I'm just filling into what you're asking here, Linda. And okay. <laughs> I, I, I would ask, um, before you go and, and find all those different things, you want to actually see where it is you're being called. Is it mm-hmm. in radio? Is it in television? Is it in something in writing? You know, am I, do should I be going to more networking events? We want to, answer those questions first before mm-hmm. we start adding the different options <coughs> excuse me because that can get very confusing very quickly um, so I actually have an activity if you're open to me walking us through it do you mind I would love to and I, I know
2: it's an interactive activity um, that normally would be great to see you but you are so good at giving us a rich description I know you can make this happen
3: <laughs> Thank you, Linda, for your confidence. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so <laughs> listeners, for, for those of you who are able to, I encourage you to stand. I'm going to stand with you here. And I'm a planner to the core. I'm really good at developing ways and how, how to do things. But I found what can happen is I'm building things I perhaps shouldn't be building because mm-hmm. I didn't stop and ask what I should be building. <laughs> yeah, clarity. And so... When I learned how to do this, it changed my life. It made it much easier to know what to put on my plate or not, what to say yes to, what to say no to. Really, really powerful. And so those of you who are able to stand, you put your, your feet hip distance apart. You have your the weight equally dispersed between the front of your feet and the back of your feet. Your knees are soft. You take a deep breath. And you ask yourself a yes or no question. So, for instance, if we're talking about radio or we're talking about writing or we're talking about a book, whatever that question is, you ask it in a yes or no format. So, it would be, let's say it's writing. Should I be doing more writing to reach more people? And you're going to see if your body shifts forward or not you'll actually feel it shift to the balls of your feet you'll feel this upward pull energy almost tipping over that's a yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead you feel this crushing back where everything the weight shifts to your heel and everything feels heavy almost like it's pushing you back that's a no and you can go through social media Facebook you can this networking event the supplement (laughs) whatever it is (laughs) you can go through those things and get that yes or no Once you know, yes, writing is where I'm called to be stepping forward and doing more of, then you can start to say, what type of writing is it? Being part of a book? Is it writing a blog? What is it? You can start to break that down and then actively look for those opportunities. So everyone can sit down now because otherwise they're going (laughs) to spend the rest of the show feeling into yes or no questions. (laughs) (laughs) But that I have found... Really, really helps because then you know what you're looking for. You have that clarity, you can start to look for those opportunities for writing because you know that's where you're called to do more. Mm -hmm. Then, when each of those opportunities come, you can weigh them yes or no, now, later, and you just see what the answers are. And that'll give you clarity on what to say yes to, what to say no to, what to add on your plate. And then you figure out the how or you get someone to help you figure out the how. If it's time, I don't know how to do the timing. I don't know how to work the finances. I don't know how to figure out what it is I'm supposed to write. You can get help on all of those steps. But you first want to make sure that writing is where you're being called or television is where you're being called or speaking more. Whatever it is that you have that clarity of that's a yes. So now let's find the yeses that line up with that.
2: Mm-hmm. And Rebecca, I think that's that's so, so clear that that discernment is very important so that we're not leaping into things that don't serve us and that's not where we're called to be. Um, and then find ourselves wallowing in this media and going, I really don't like it. I, it's not really what I want to do. I'm, I'm not really getting my message out the way I need it to be. So, I, I, I like that. Did you have some other quick tips on um, how... To um, show more, or have more discernment in your decisions. And this sort of goes back to your plate as well. Um, How do I know what needs to stay on the plate? How do I know what to take off the plate? What are some tips around
3: that? Well, one thing that's important is when something falls off the plate. Because that's going to happen. <laughs> our plates oh, yeah. get really full when we're at that buffet and we're adding things. The rolly things roll off first. Like the olive will lose first. <laughs> Cucumbers, yes. whatever. Because by golly, we're going to fit that chocolate cake, even though it's at the oh. end of the buffet line, into our plate. <laughs> so it's important that you're evaluating what you're doing. Every 24 hours, you don't need, not that you need to every 24 hours, check in, check in, check in, but periodically you want to check in and what you're saying yes to in your life. And when something rolls off the plate, what we tend to do is we tend to get really critical of ourselves and beat ourselves up. And I can't believe I missed that. I can't believe I missed that call. I forgot this. I forgot that. And we beat ourselves up. And instead, what I invite you to do is to pause, take a breath. And say, okay, that means I have too much on my plate again. Let me evaluate and see what I can take off and what I can choose to add on so things aren't falling off my plate. That's going to put yourself in a really powerful position and help you choose going forward to make sure that what you're doing every day, what you're saying yes to is actually what's important to you. And an extra credit bonus opportunity, because I (laughs) love those, Yes, don't completely fill the plate. Mm. Actually leave a little bit of an opening, because you never know what wonderful, amazing opportunity is going to come up. And if you're actively looking for it and you have space, it's going to help you easily add it to your plate with grace, peace, peace. And centeredness. So I encourage you to know you're not going to waste time. We don't tend to, if anything, we add too much to our plates. It's okay to have a little space in there so that when those amazing opportunities come up, we can add them onto our plate with grace and ease.
2: Yeah. And sometimes I think
3: that's fear
2: too. Um, You're you're afraid to have gaps in your plate because, oh my God, what happens if nothing shows up? So Rebecca, how about one last tip before we have to say goodbye for this episode?
3: Yes, I'm just feeling into one last tip. I want to encourage each of you that you're here on purpose and for a purpose it's not an accident that you tuned into this show that you're being drawn to Linda that you are leaning into our conversation today and i want to encourage you to actually take something that was touched that touched your heart as we had time together today and to take that with you apply it in your life whether it's that encouragement or that practical step whatever it is that it's here for you today so that you can go forward, be seen, heard, and shine. Thank you, Rebecca. That was a perfect closing for
2: this particular segment of Leadership Stars. I want to remind you all that Leadership Stars airs every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I look forward to seeing you all then. Bye-bye for now.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio.